podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to be continuing our FPL Scout Report series where we have a look at individual players and their impact on FPL in the new season. But we're doing it slightly different today and we are going to have a look at a player who hasn't joined a new club um, in the Premier League, hasn't switched one Premier League team for another. It's in fact a player who had a very bad campaign last time out and has come into the season with a very cheap price. And this is drawn from the Sleeper series over on fantasyfootballscout.co.uk where there's some fantastic editorial output for you to go and have a look. And uh, Tom Freeman has already got things underway by having a look at Dominic Calvert-Lewin, the first sleeper of the season. Someone who had a very poor campaign last time out but could offer great value to FPL managers this time around. Now we are going to have a look at some things from the Fantasy Football Scout members area as part of this video and so if you haven't already sorted out your membership for the new campaign now is the time to sign up because you can save up to 30% with those pre-season prices you're going to get all sorts of benefits including that world leading pre-season guide for all FPL teams which also includes the pre-season minutes tracker it's the only place in the fantasy community where you can find all of that information in the same place saves you checking out threads on Twitter and threads depending on which version of Twitter you're using at the moment rather than having to trawl through those the spreadsheet will tell you who's playing what minutes in the preseason, what positions they're playing in, what roles they're having in set pieces and the goals and the assists. We've got season points projections, team transfer planners as well, and drafts from the best fantasy managers, including three former winners as well. So there's all sorts of benefits on top of the fact that there's also all of that Opta data fed into our, some of our interactive tools, such as the comparison tools, where you can look at one player um, in one period versus another. That's what we're going to do a little bit of today. You can also compare two players over the same period. For example, those of you who have already caught our Rashford versus Fernandez video will know full well just how good that can be. So there's all manner of benefits from signing up to a Fantasy Football Scout membership. Make sure you've sorted that before the start of the season so that you can beat your mate to FPL and also win your mini leagues as well. But let's jump into uh, our story of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, which has been something of a sad tale for a little while, because of course, he over the last couple of years has had to deal with a large number of injuries. And so in the 22-23 campaign, he started just 15 times, two substitute appearances, and just two goals for the Everton forward. The thing is, though, and the reason why we're doing this little scout report on what he can offer is the fact that once Sean Dyche came to Everton, we did see a lot of improvement from him, which I suppose is not too much of a surprise when you consider that Sean Dyche and Dominic Calvert-Lewin very much tailor-made for each other. They enjoy direct attacking football with crosses into the box and lots of aerial threat. So you would probably expect that there would be some rustiness for Calvert-Lewin going into uh, the time that Deitch was at the club and certainly he didn't necessarily set the world uh, on fire. 
necessarily from a fantasy perspective, but the underlying numbers when he was around were very encouraging. So just seven starts from game week 22 onwards uh, for uh, Calvert-Lewin. Uh, once Deitch had come to the club and he scored, assisted and averaged a shot in the box every 30.7 minutes, which is very impressive. His non-penalty expected goals per 90 in this period was 0.7. And get this, that was a number that was bettered by only two other FPL forwards and they were Callum Wilson, who had a score of 1.07 XG per 90 and of course the man himself, uh, or the monster himself we should probably say, Erling Haaland, who managed one every uh, managed 0.86 XG per 90 minutes. So they're the only two strikers that were being afforded higher XG per game in the time uh, that uh, Calvert-Lewin was playing under Sean Dyche. Now it is a bit of a small sample size, we have to admit, but it certainly shows that there's perhaps you know green shoots of resurgence for Calvert-Lewin if he can get fit. And what we've done is we've also broken this down into slightly more detail just to show you uh, the marked improvement that we saw between Everton, or rather Calvert-Lewin, under Lampard, and Calvert-Lewin under Sean Dyche. And so we've got shots, shots in the box, shots on target, and expected goals or minutes per all of those stats, which you can find all of that in the Fantasy Football Scout members area uh, if you've got your membership sorted as well. And it's worth saying that the way that these uh, numbers are laid out and uh, in different tools and comparisons and tables and things like that, you can... um, interact with that as much as you want and you can play around and customize whatever you want so you don't just have to look at Calvert-Lewin of course you can look at any player in the Premier League have a look at what they did in one period versus another you can go there and have a look at that for yourself so if you want to use this to have a look at some of the other 50-50s that you've got in your mind or other players you'd like to just see what appeal they have for the new season make sure you've got that membership sorted so you can have a look at what's in the members area for that but let's have a look at some of these numbers in more detail then so we'll start with how often Calvert-Lewin was able to get a shot on goal well under Lampard and that's between game weeks 1 and 21 his minutes per shot was every 55.5 minutes but if you compare that to game weeks 22 to 38 under Sean Dyche that was basically double the speed of how often he was able to have a shot a shot every 25.8 minutes so that's a huge improvement there then in terms of the location of that shot, of course, it's always really important that for a centre forward, especially that those shots are in the box. He had a shot in the box every 60.5 minutes under Lampard and then every 30.7 minutes under Sean Dyche. So again, at double the speed, he was able to have shots in the box and then shots on target. I mean, the contrast here is even bigger. He had a shot on target every 222 minutes under Lampard and then every 70.1 under Dyche. Finally, his XG, how did that compare between the two periods? Well, his minutes per XG under Lampard was 328.1, which is huge. Basically managed to shave two-thirds off that figure, uh, or just uh, just about, by uh, his by achieving a score, a minutes per expected XG score of 129.1 under Deitch once he came to the club, which is an incredible improvement there. And just goes to show that with... Um, a pre-season behind him and an opportunity to play regularly if he can stay fit, which of course is a big if, we could see uh, continued improvement in those numbers. And of course, 
he was ranking very highly amongst other forwards for some of these numbers uh, in that particular period. Now, some of you might be sat there saying, well, of course, Everton didn't look very good offensively last year. And you would be absolutely right. But you could very much put that down to the fact that Calvert-Lewin wasn't always available. Um, he has got good FPL pedigree, which we're going to have a look at in just a minute. Some of the numbers behind that. Wolves, uh, they scored 31 goals. They were the only team to score fewer than Everton last season with 34. And even Southampton, who came bottom, actually managed to score more goals. And also, there probably uh, is some value in pointing out the fact that um, five of those goals that Everton scored, of the 34 that they got, all came in one game in what felt like a largely fluke result where they won uh, 5-1 over Brighton in game week five, uh, game week 35, which was a very odd one. So, you know, take that one out of the equation, you know, 34 goes down to 29. That's really a very low number. And so people concerned about that, of course, but Calvert-Lewin wasn't necessarily always around. And in that game, week 35 game against Brighton, he didn't actually get too many attacking returns, but he did play very well, Calvert-Lewin, with Ali McCoist even describing as unplayable that day. And of course, Ali McCoist knows all about forwards uh, being unplayable. So as I said, there's lots of green shoots of hope here. And we're going to break down those seven starts that he had under Deitch in a little bit more detail to have a look at some more of the different numbers. As I said, all of this available in the members area. If you want this uh, in even more detail, head there now. Of course, you've got Tom's article on the website, which will also help you out as well. And if there's other players you'd like to see this information for, that's where the members area is going to help you the most because it gives you the opportunity to go and find that information for yourself and make your own decisions. But yes, Calvert-Lewin under Deitch. Let's start with that game week 22 home game against Arsenal really impressive numbers here 60 minutes for his outing there seven touches in the box four shots all of them in the box just the one on target admittedly but an xg for that game of 0.91 in effect he should have scored against Arsenal uh, and it's Arsenal you know Arsenal had a fantastic defense last season it admittedly soured a little bit towards the end but this is a team that came second you know if they'd have won the league I don't think anybody would have begrudged them that you know they were worthy title chasers until probably the last five or six games of the season so to achieve this score against Arsenal is very impressive for Calvert-Lewin then in the away game against Crystal Palace dropped off a little bit here but this of course was 10 weeks later after he came back from an injury so I think we can forgive him that but five touches in the box three shots two in uh, sorry th three shots five uh, five touches in the box three shots two shots in the box one, uh, two shots on target, 0.19 XG. Now, that's away from home after just coming back from injury. And so, as I said, well, I think we can forgive him that. But then game week 33, he looked uh, a little bit more on it and, it. and his numbers now really start to ramp up uh, broadly as we go through the last few games of the season. So back at Goodison Park against Newcastle this time. Another team with very good defence and, of course, qualified for the Champions League. 81 minutes played, five touches in the box, three shots, Two in the box, one on target. XG this time of 0.45, which doesn't sound amazing, but XG is very hard to come by. So 0.45 is not a bad score for him. And as we said, this all contributed towards him actually comparing very favourably against other forwards in this particular run. But from those three games already, two of those teams are playing Champions League football uh, next season, and they played very well last season and very much deserved to be in the Champions League. And so to get those numbers against those teams when he's not necessarily always fit um, and of course with a new manager involved as well just goes to show you that that, that combination of Deitch and Calvert-Lewin was clearly helping him record some decent numbers here what we are seeing a little bit of an issue perhaps with converting those because in those um, two games with high xg of course just one shot on target in each of those games but 
give him a little bit more time to ramp up. Maybe we could see that improve. Well, <laughs> that's exactly what happened in game week 34. That away game at Leicester, he played the whole game this time. Nine touches in the box, five shots in total. All of them were in the penalty box, three shots on target, expected goals of 1.79, and very much found himself in the fantasy points that day picture on the screen right now is of course from that match uh, where he just well was as unplayable as Ali McCoy thought he was in the next game against Brighton now the interesting thing is here <laughs> maybe Calvert-Lewin is still capable of being a bit of a fantasy troll because he was fantastic against Brighton but in 86 minutes he only touched the ball twice in the penalty box one shot and an xg of 0.05 it was more what he did for the rest of the team that made him so important that day um, so he is Still capable of that, so we do still need to remember that. Then 45 minutes against Man City in uh, game week 36. No touches in the box. No shots. No shots in the box. No shots on target. <laughs> and an XG of zero. So a little bit of a drop-off again. Uh, but then game week 37 away at Wolves. And we're back to some more uh, persistent numbers, if not accurate. So uh, in 43 minutes... Five touches in the box is actually pretty good for 43 minutes. Three shots, all of them in the box. None of them are on target, but an XG of 0.43, which, as I said, is not bad for uh, forward, especially compared to the others. And to have done that in 43 minutes, again, also impressive. Of course, when you look at some of those numbers towards the back end of the campaign there, 45 minutes against City, 43 against Wolves, didn't play game with 38 Clearly, injury is, is, is still something that he needs to really iron out uh, of his fitness Maybe he can do that in the preseason. We've got our fingers crossed for him because, of course, let's now have a look at his FPL history, which, on the whole, is quite good when you consider that he has historically been priced in what you would describe as a, a relatively um, budget part of the pricing. Last season, of course, he was 8 million, but that's based off him doing very well in a sort of cheaper 6 to 6.57 bracket the season before. And and this is where we get a better indication of what Calvert-Lewin can do when he is fit and he is regularly playing matches. So the two campaigns, of course, that stand out are 1920 and 2021. But I'll, I'll go through the whole, the whole list um, just in terms of numbers before we zone in on those. So in 16-17, just to 17 points, but that's very much before he was, he was able to really establish himself. 17-18, points from four goals, eight assists. 18-19, 92 points from six goals, five assists. And then, yes, 19 126 points from 13 goals, one assist and 15 bonus. 2021 season, 165 points from 16 goals, six assists, 21 bonus. And yeah, 21-22, uh, a bit of a drop-off. Of course, there's injuries involved as well. 15 starts, 5 goals, 2 assists, 10 bonus points, 64 points. So yeah, it's really 1920 and 2021 where he was doing uh, his best work in those two campaigns where he was injury-free for most of them. It's 62 starts, 29 goals in those. In 1920, you could argue he was very much a regular um, attender. At the team meetings for when you were having a look at who you're going to start each week and who you're going to have in your team. Um, that was when Carlo Ancelotti was uh, Everton manager, came to the club in December of that campaign. After he arrived, nine goals, 10 assists uh, in the game weeks between Ancelotti arriving and the end of the campaign. Then in 2021, he did even better because, of course, Hamas Rodriguez came around uh, to uh, Merseyside and was very creative. Luca Dina also around as well to put the crosses in. And basically, nobody bettered Calvert-Lewin for um, goals in the six-yard box, uh, at least uh, in the first third of the season. He was miles clear in that. 
But of course, uh, niggling injuries got in the way a bit after that. So he wasn't able to necessarily get a full 38 campaign, but he still finished with 165 points. It was the fifth best amongst all FPL forwards. So in a way, it's actually useful to remind ourselves what this guy can do for us if he can stay fit, because so much of what his what you would say is his best work is a little while ago now and football fans and FPL fans we are of course very guilty sometimes have a little bit of recency bias and it might have just helped us forget what he can do so it's worth reminding ourselves there so bringing that all round to the final question then is to what extent are we thinking that Calvert-Lewin can offer fantasy value this season should he be in your game week one team should you perhaps maybe be looking at a later point in the campaign as a stepping on point for this Everton attack these are all questions that we've got and let's uh, let's see if we can answer those now with what we've had a look at here so two million price drop is the place to start because of course he's now six million and he's arguably in a bracket where if he can get back to his best you know 126 point season 165 point season for six million could be a little bit of a steal because yeah six million is a, a very value price uh, at a time when we don't necessarily have all that much money to spend on our forwards when you consider Harlan's around Jesus is eight million some people are worried about Kane and Salah perhaps breaking the uh, template as well there has been some complaints about the Arsenal and Man United midfielders being so cheap but when you consider that they're all this, all roughly the same price it's very difficult to have Rashford at 9, Fernandes at 8.5, Saka and Odegaard at 8.5, Martinelli at 8 million as well. It's very hard to cram all of those in. So you are going to have to find some budget players in some positions at some point. Admittedly, 3-5-2 is the favoured uh, setup at the moment. Uh, because just there's so many great midfield options. It means that your third striker in lots of uh, drafts at the moment, I'm seeing 4.5 million strikers. That's what I've got right now. I've got Haaland and Jesus up front. But there are some players in this bracket, and that's what you need sometimes, is to have more than one player in a bracket for you to think, hmm, maybe that's a bracket that I'd like to target. So, for example, having Fernandez gives you the opportunity to switch to Saka because they're the same price. You know, having a Sterling gives you the opportunity to maybe go up 7.5 to get to Madison. For example, in midfield, we're very au fait now with the idea that there's lots of price points to cover and then we'll shift from this guy to that guy depending on the fixtures. Now, the 6 million striker bracket is largely being overlooked at the moment, but there are just a number of names in there who could do well this season and maybe it's a slot to book out later on. So Calvert-Lewin is one of them. And of course, you've got Antonio at West Ham who also has FPL pedigree and if he has a resurgent renaissance season then he could offer value there. The one player that a lot of people are overlooking is Visser at Brentford. Now Umbermo is someone who has very much gone into team straight away because he's played at times up front for Brentford in the absence of Tony. But as uh, Praz pointed out on his excellent team reveal video, so do go check that out if you've not already, uh, the thing about Umbermo is he, he played up front for Brentford in a front two, usually when they played a back five against the bigger teams. And so when you have Mbermo with favourable fixtures, he's more likely to play on the right-hand side of a front three rather than uh, spearheading that front three. Visser is going to be the one who is getting the opportunity to do that. So in terms of just basic positioning, the person who is most likely to come in for Tony and therefore benefit from him not being there, Tony, of course, was afforded the... Uh, he was in the top six for XG amongst all players last season. And so whoever plays the centre-forward role at Brentford, you would expect to be afforded with high levels of XG. So there's Visser there at Brentford as well, also in the same bracket at 6 million. And so... Those three players alone, and of course there's a couple others out there, 
if a couple of them start to do well, Calvert-Lewin potentially being one of them, being able to have a placeholder for that position is not a bad thing to do, I suppose you could say. And so that team structure consideration is, is worth thinking about. But let's let's just zone back in on Calvert-Lewin as to whether or not he has the right to be able to be that guy who does placehold that slot for you in your team. Certainly, if you do, it's going to be differential at the start of the season because most people aren't finding room for a third starting forward. But as we've said, with a full preseason behind him, he could hit the ground running. Uh, and when you consider the opening schedule for Everton as well, it does look very favourable. So uh, they've got very um, winnable early games. They sit third on the season ticker over the first eight game weeks. And uh, that's actually another incredible tool that will help you uh, if you are signed up for Fantasy Football Scout membership. You can access the full interactivity of that uh, tool set because what you can do is you can sort all the teams by fixture difficulty, both attacking potential, defensive potential, over any number of game weeks you would like, whether that's the first four, maybe that's um, the second set of four, game weeks five to eight, maybe it's the first eight, maybe it's the first ten, and you can sort them all. And yes, what we have discovered, Everton sit third on the season ticker over the first eight games weeks because they've got four uh, very favorable home games they play five of their first eight at Goodison Park the fifth of those uh, home games or rather it's, it's the third one but it's you know they've got four favorable ones and then the fifth one in the list is Arsenal so maybe a tricky one uh, and they've also got trips to Aston Villa and Brentford but when you look just across the first four especially Fulham at home Aston Villa away, Wolves at home, and then Sheffield United away. In the first four, they look very tasty. And you could entirely imagine Calvert-Lewin uh, getting some goals against those guys and maybe even being a bit of a bandwagon from game week three or four, potentially. Now, as I said, that uh, Arsenal game in game week five um, and the Brentford trip in game week six, they don't look too nice. It's game week seven when things start to, sh uh, to pick back up again for Everton, at home to Luton and then at home to Bournemouth. So how could you invest in those fixtures? Well, this, to be honest, is the reason why there's a lot of interest in Everton defence, for example, right now, because it's a lot easier to bench a Pickford or perhaps a Tarkovsky when you've got that Villa trip in game week two, Arsenal coming to Goodison Park in game week five and Everton then going to Brentford in game week six. It's a lot easier to bench someone in those scenarios uh, than yeah, a defender, I should say, versus a Calvert-Lewin. That said, I have had a couple of drafts where I've been able to get my third forward at 6 million and retain the 3-5-2 shape. And so you could, I'm not suggesting you should, but you could also maybe bench uh, Calvert-Lewin for game week two, five or six, or just hold on to him and see him as a bit of a differential. And so why, why do we think that he could have the ability to do that? Well, We've already discussed the fact that under Deitch, Everton's goal threat went up. Um, Everton were playing a much higher press up the pitch, playing more direct. When it came to creating opportunities, they were 10th for XG uh, across uh, the uh, 18 matches that he was around, 25.16. And you can only imagine that that's going to increase with an opportunity for him to have a full preseason, drilling those players, and the opportunity to work with Calvert-Lewin, who, let's be honest, is absolutely tailor-made to be the Sean Deitch forward very good in the air and very good in the air from set pieces, which is something that we are definitely excited about for Everton. So um, the um, the Toffees, they had 80 shots from set pieces between game week 22 onwards, which was the third highest in the league. And yep, Calvert-Lewin, one of the best headers uh, in the league as well. And you've got Dwight McNeil, very persistent with his crosses as well, both from set pieces and open play. So um, the service potentially is going to be there. 
Now, one thing to be wary of, of course, in addition to that fitness, uh, is the fact that Deitch's Burnley sides never really scored too many goals. Um, for example, in the 17-18 season, when they finished seventh, they only scored 36 times. So we're not expecting Everton to necessarily beat a flush with the goals. But Calvert-Lewin is arguably the best type of direct centre-forward that Deitch has ever had the chance to work with. You'd have to suggest that he's better than, than Wood and Barnes and players like that, which is, of course, no disrespect to them. Um, but you you could see him being the missing piece in the puzzle for this direct style of Deitch play actually becoming even more explosive uh, in some games. So, as we said, the Calvert-Lewin uh, potential is there. The big question is, how do you fit him into your team? That's probably the biggest barrier to him going into a game week one team. But if you are looking for differentials, we've seen a lot of people saying that they're kind of almost fed up with seeing 3-5-2 in everybody's drafts. And, you know, for example, if you need to get, if you want to go for a Salah draft, you probably need to go um, with a 4.5 million midfielder, perhaps. And you might then, so that you can have a 6 million striker, for example, it's a way maybe to do it. And so Calvert-Lewin, there's worse options to be honest, to be able to get yourself a cheap third forward who's definitely going to start games, for example. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that develops. And one last opportunity to uh, talk about Fantasy Football Scout membership because it will also give you access to the preseason minutes tracker. We've talked about a couple of if, buts and maybes with regards to Calvert-Lewin in terms of his fitness. The preseason is going to give us a good idea of just where his fitness is at because you can have a look on Fantasy Football Scouts preseason page at just how many minutes he's able to rack up in the preseason if he's playing 80 minutes for each of these preseason games and he is ready to go. And that might give you a little bit more encouragement to bring him in. Alternatively, if, if those minutes are being managed even in the preseason and perhaps some of the other forward players are getting more of a run in the team, then maybe that perhaps closes him off. But do not rule him out as an option for you to own either at the start of the season or maybe when. Everton's fixtures start to turn around uh, game week 7, 8 and 9 because, of course, that's when Liverpool's fixtures get really nice as well, which you'll also see from the season ticker. Maybe that's the time you need to get Salah in your team and therefore you play your wild card to do it and you need a cheap third forward. Maybe by then Calvert-Lewin will have proved himself. So do keep an eye out uh, for that. But with that, I'll leave you guys for the rest of your tinkering and I will see you next time.